We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. everybody welcome back to another episode of talk of the tundra the green bay packers podcast part of the blue wire family and the eurostep podcast network i am your host Numac, and once again joining me is my beloved co-host jordan tresky jordan how are you doing buddy i'm doing well we're talking packers they're alive mathematically alive aren't we all mathematically alive <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the best kind of alive right mathematically <laughs> Yeah. Not truly living until you're living on the edge of your Two quadratic formulas. Mathematically <laughs> <laughs> alive. <laughs> uh, Packers riding a two-game winning streak. We are streaking. Stop the presses. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the count, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. Um, um. As they fly down to Miami this week and take on the Miami Dolphins, who are on a losing streak. I think they've lost uh, the last three of their games in no um, no thanks to all the injuries that they've had uh, sustained over the season. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Before we get into the Dolphins and the Pro Bowl and some other news that's been in Packers' realm since uh, we last recorded on Monday after the, the game against the Rams, uh, we got some cheeses to hand out. A bunch of slices of Munster. It's been a couple weeks since... Uh, as they get the charcuterie board out and pair it with a nice, uh, not named, non-branded uh, red wine or white wine or whatever beer you want to drink. So, going into this game and the cheese board. First up, we have seven this week. Seven cheeses. Great game on, on, uh, on Monday. First up is predictably Aaron Jones. Did very well this week. 17 carries for 90 yards and then four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Uh, had a long run or long catch of 25 yards and another long run of uh, 14. So Aaron Jones is doing Aaron Jones things. Like at this point, if he gets 100 yards and scores, he's going to be getting a cheese. He just kind of deserves it. <laughs> um, AJ Dillon, he's next up. He had two touchdowns, two, I think, like goal line touchdowns area ish. Um, 11 carries for 36 yards, but really utilizing team utilizing him in the best way they can using him in goal situations and doing stuff like that so he went out with a concussion at the end of the third quarter early fourth quarter so uh 
he could have been more useful in that fourth quarter, but he uh, unfortunately with the concussion was put back um, or was cleared of his concussion, I think, during the game, Matt LaFleur said. So, with that being said, earned a cheese, another slice for him. Next up, uh, that actually does it for the offense this week. So, five defensive players, four, and a special teams player uh, earning cheeses is uh, is Quay Walker. Quay had a, a very nice game. He was flying all over. Uh, one sack, two pass, uh, pass deflections, and five tackles to go for Quay. Just really building on his uh, his great rookie season and filling in for Roger Campbell when he was out. He was just overall a pretty showcasing why he was a first-round pick, right? <laughs> oh, Jordan, you're muted. There we go. Uh, very much so. I uh, almost had a pick two. In, oh, so close. Baker was in the torture chamber. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, very. Since Devondre's come back, too, I think it's kind of really helped balance him and put him in the kind of position that they want to put him in at least to start the year. Right. Or to start his career, I should say. Right. Absolutely. Um, next up is Preston Smith. Preston had a great game um, off the edge. Three tackles, two sacks, uh, going with four QB hits. So he's really stepped it up since Rashawn Gary went down, like we talked about before, that Rashawn Gary going down really took away the edge rush for this team and just any sort of QB pressure that they've had uh, since then has been non-existent, essentially. But again, like we said on Monday, or for Tuesday's pod, Huge Himalayan salt lamp sized grain of salt. It was a, a beat up Rams offensive line, but these edge rushers and like, and the next person we're going to talk about did what they were supposed to do, um, given the opportunities they had. So that's why Preston earns one despite only three tackles, but two of those three, two of those three tackles were sacks. So yeah. definitely earned his, his keep. Uh, next up, like I said, is Devontae Wyatt. I think this is more of a cumulative cheese than it is a single game cheese, because he only is it a, is it oh, a why God. won't Joe, Joe Barry play me more cheese? That's exactly what that is. <laughs> um, I, Devontae Wyatt only played, if I'm not mistaken, like nine snaps, and so really limited. But he's been playing those those nine snaps pretty consistently over the past few weeks. And he's been doing very well with them being some of the highest graded people or players on the defense, according to PFF for the Packers. Uh, this week he had, like I said, nine snaps, three in pass, pass rushing and three in run, def- uh, run defense and had a sack. Well, and then that ta- one tackle, which was that sack. So one sack and nine snaps. Pretty good. Pretty good. And he's been doing having good grades and just obviously showing improvement, at least from a fan perspective, since he's been getting in these games. And here's just hoping that he can start having a more consistent role in uh in these games. Cause I look at some of the other like snap counts and you have players who play every down. Like Razul played every down, forty five snaps. And like obviously most of those players do. But then Kenny Clark only played thirty two snaps. Uh Jaron Reed only played twenty eight. Um, Dean Lowry played 11 Fidero Slayton played 10 like I, is Devontae Wyatt really not at that level of Fidero Slayton and Dean Lowry to where he can't get in there and start improving I would happen to think he is better than them and should be getting these uh these looks kind of surprising considering you said Lowry only had 11 snaps yeah and had a pretty bad grade on PFF for that Ooh. That's, yeah, that's a weird alignment, and I guess snap count, kind of snap share, if that's a stat. Right. Yeah, snap. There, there's a there's a there's a word for it. If it's snap share, is probably the best way to to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I guess going off on a little tangent while we talk about this, uh, Dean Lawler has one sack this year, and he's played Showed. like significant <laughs> more snaps this year. Like he's he's been going down. As yeah. the years like went on, he hasn't missed a game. It looks like, um, but are they playing? 
would like Hollins be playing more? Because he was definitely yep. in there a lot more on on he's, Monday. He's playing. He uh he played twenty six uh snaps. He's a more of a linebacker though, it looks like, but so is Preston, so you can kinda of, yeah, he's probably just off the edge. They probably as an edge rusher. Yeah. So um hmm. I'm trying to look with um with Green Bay, he's played 21, 14, and 26 snaps, so I guess maybe he's replacing Dean Lowry, but yeah, I just want Devonta White to get in there. Like He's absolutely. doing really great with his with his uh, opportunities. Why not just let him build on this and get him mm-hmm. some more snaps and possibly showcase why they spent the first round pick on him. So, uh, Next up, another uh, person earning a cheese is Kenny Clark. Uh, Kenny Clark was a big menace in the run game today. Like Tommy and I talked about it on, on Monday. They were doing so well against the run all game long. And then the second they took Kenny Clark and John Reed out, they started running all over him again. And so um, without a doubt, Kenny Clark's best game kind of living in that backfield and just really showcasing why he deserves to be the player that he's been expected to be and being paid to be. So Kieran mm-hmm. says cheese, two sacks, I'm sorry, not two sacks, two tackles. Um, but if I can switch over to my proper, my proper tab, he had four pressures, which, which works. Two hits, two hurries. So that'll do. That'll that'll do, Piggly. That'll do. <laughs> um, gotta gotta reset now. Uh, we said yeah, we said Preston Smith. We said Kenny Clark. We said Devonte. We said Quay. Or do we say Quay? Yes. Yeah, we said Quay. Last one. Is uh Keyshawn Nixon. The Wii fence came alive. I'm debating honestly giving Keyshawn two. I gave him one. And now I really want to give him two. Do two. Yeah, we're gonna go two. He earns a nice uh slice or hunk of pepper jack for, for his <laughs> performance. So many nice things to say about Keyshawn Nixon. Like he's got all the swagger right now. He's just a breath of fresh air at the return position, taking returns back past 25 and making exciting plays on kickoffs when that just wasn't a thing that we've seen in Green Bay forever. Like even Rodgers said that he hasn't seen a time in his 18-year career where they've kicked away from a Packers kick returner. Like it's insane. So definitely earns uh earns his his uh, his pepper jack. Um I'm looking for it right now. Uh his Twitter, it's not his Twitter handle. His Twitter handle is Keyshawn Nixon, but his, like, uh, what do you call it? Display name? Yep. K9. That's dope. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> that is a certified clip it and ship it, boys. Look for that on, on the Twitter machine tomorrow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, All right. Yeah. So to recap, uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Quay Walker, Devonta Wyatt, Preston Smith, and Kenny Clark all receiving one cheese. Keyshawn Nixon earning two. Um, so the cheese board after 15 games, right? Yeah, because we're going into week 16 and it's like 14 <laughs> games. 14 games. Oh, yeah. Dumb. yeah. 14 games. Got to fix that on the, the, the Substack post. Check out the Substack. Go read the write-ups of the cheeses. So, the cheese board after 14 games. Leading the way, as expected, is Aaron Jones with 10. AJ Dillon, Christian Watson, and Preston Smith with 5. Devondre Campbell, Keyshawn Nixon, Rashawn Gary with 4. Elton Jenkins, Jair Alexander, John Runyon, Kenny Clark, Quay Walker, Romeo Dobbs, Rudy Ford with 3. Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, Pat O'Donnell, Randall Cobb, Razul Douglas, Zach Tom with 2. Al Lazard, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, Devontae Wyatt, Jerron Reed, Josh Myers, Chris Barnes, Mason Crosby, Robert Tunyon, Sammy Watkins, Yash Nimmin with one, and Joe Barry, future former Packers offensive coordinator with negative one. So that wraps up Cheez-Its for this week. Please go check out the Substack. We've got a lot of good stuff on there with the cheese board during the Packers season, uh, the Master Brewer leaderboard during uh, the uh, Brewer season, and then... I believe stocks go there. I forget if they if Ty and Rohan put stocks there, but I don't know if they do or not. Regardless, you can go check out Ty's Q and A with uh, 
Joe Weiskamp, right? Joe Weiskamp, is that his name? Now I'm blanking. I want to say Weiskamp. Weiskamp. Is his first yeah. name Joe? <laughs> it, his name is, it is Joe Weiskamp, okay. Yeah. Phew! <laughs> uh, had, Ty had a uh, Q&A with him after he was up playing with the Herd uh, this past week, so go check that out. A lot of good stuff in there. Um, Let's move on to the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl was announced. Pro Bowlers were announced this week. Yeah. I happen to agree with none of them. <laughs> Packers-wise, that is. Jordan, do you want to tell the people? Because I can't. Who, yeah, who got Pro Bowl selections and reserve spots this year? There's one I well, agree I'm... with. What Two. There's two I agree with. Obviously, uh, was the only like true Pro Bowler um, Jair that was announced before the Monday Night Football game? Because obviously, he, he's the Pro Bowler on this team. Yes. Um, then the alternates were announced uh, not long before we are recording, essentially. <sighs> um, let's go through some names. Are you ready? Exasperated sigh. Go ahead. Elton Jenkins. Sure. I don't first, think so, but... First alternate. I guess there's... All of these are first alternates, and then they're going to have, like, second alternates and third alternates. Maybe. Anyway, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones. Kenny Clark, for um, sure, having one of his better years in the NFL. Sure. He's John Nixon. You got Aaron jo- Rodgers. Aaron... Oh, my God. Preston A- Smith. Aaron Jones. Okay, well, there's three I agree with. Aaron Jones should have been a starter, like without a doubt. Yeah. He's having he's having a great year despite being on a bad team. Kenny Clark, no idea why. Aaron Rodgers, I'm debating. I'll keep this episode clean for now. What in the world? There's no way Aaron Rodgers <laughs> deserves to be an alternate on this team or on the Pro Bowl. There's there's, there's no world. There's this there there's there's no way. And then Keisha Nixon, Keisha Nixon, and Preston Smith definitely deserve alternates for the season that like they've had. Like Preston's been good. I don't think he's definitely deserved a, a Pro Bowl starting spot, but he definitely deserves to be recognized. Um, should any of those edge rushers kind of get nixed from their their spots, whether it be injury or they're going to the Super Bowl, anything like that. Big fan of Keisha Nixon going getting recognized for the work he's been doing the past five weeks. So, regardless, like I think. They got three of those alternates right, even though Aaron Jones probably should have been starting. And I don't think Jair is a starting a Pro Bowl starter this year. Like I, I think he's had a not great year. Truly, truly, um, surprising, stunning, flabbergasting. Flabbergasting is definitely the word. Run amok, let bamboozled all the Stephen A. Smith words. Hoodwinked. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, like, I just, like, it's such a weird thing. Pro Bowls are weird. So, go ahead, sorry. Because I was like, like, even, like, there's obviously, All-Star is such a big discussion around the NBA because that is such a definitive middle point of the year, even though it's at the middle. Um, (laughs) Baseball's similar, but, like, there's at least... There's it's they kind of cheapen it because every team is guaranteed to have a pro uh an all star pro bowl now is just like we don't give a shit, you know. What I mean, like they have devalued what the pro bowl is in right. part because football is a un it's an unforgiving sport and people have gotten hurt during pro bowl, so they're like, yeah, yeah. let's not let's not have two at Tiger Bioloa, yeah, uh, tears ACL in the pro bowl or exactly. Um. But the process and the, like, doing all pros, that's great. Like, that that makes sense. Just don't, there's just something about the element of playing the game with people that can easily just say, I don't want to go here. Right. And then let's call in our first alternate, Aaron Rodgers, to play quarterback at the pro. But to make sure that we're speaking appropriately, they're not playing football anymore. Like no. they're, they're not playing their game anymore. Yes. They're, just, they're, just, they're doing events, which I think is like they're... the right thing to do. Because I. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Because like yes. The, the the great part about like the NBA All Star Game is that it's the thirty best players in the NBA, and like you get all of like the the fun parts of basketball. There's no defense until like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, 
you get windmill dunks and L leaps off the backboard. Like it's a very um entertaining showy kind of event. You don't get that in football. Like you don't get the same level of entertainment watching like Patrick Mahomes bomb uh a throw to Tyreek Hill or yeah. something. To, to like moss the receiver. Like that is it, it doesn't that doesn't happen like that. No. And so it's no. just like the game itself has always been more ceremonial than it's been competitive. And so I'm glad they're going back to these like events and having like flag football rather than actual football. Um, So with all of that being said, (laughs) all that being said, Jair does not deserve to be starter. (laughs) Like it's, 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 it's fan voting, right? Like this is not the problem with fan voting, but it's fan voting. Like, Everyone knows Jair's name because he's one of the should have been one of the better quarterback cornerbacks in the league this year, but he hasn't been. And like, if you watched the games, you'd recognize that he hasn't been. But most casual fans don't. They just fill out their their ballot and need someone to slot in there, yeah. whether they get suggested or just pick them. That's whatever. But um, reputation precedes cornerbacks. Right, exactly. And so. It's a combination of fan voting and coach voting with like fan voting obviously going a lot more into it. I don't know. All I'm saying is that if I was to give a starting position, like one starting position on the Pro Bowl to somebody on this team, it's our cheese board leader, Aaron Jones. Like He's had a fantastic year. And for him yes. to be named an alternate is, I don't want to say disrespectful, but it's definitely a slight. Like, like he, just, he, just, he deserves it. Yeah, well, I mean, that slight has come from the Packers coaching staff as much as anyone because they just go away from him for any right. of these go away uh, or giveaway games that they've suffered through throughout this season. I want to see who the, the starters are. I, yeah, I was going to bring that up because um, that was and being able to throw and be on the same connection first. There we go. My bad, folks. <laughs> Autoplay is the bane of my existence. <laughs> the starters for uh, the AFC at the running back position. Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry. I can agree with all of that. Those three players have had... Um, Nick Chubb is a starter. Have had like great years. For the NFC, it was it is Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders. I don't get that. Saquon whatsoever. makes a lot of no, sense. No, I get Saquon. Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders? Like, Tony Pollard, again, he's had a good year backing up Zeke. Like, he, he just has. Like, there's no doubt about it. Miles Sanders, too? Like, Miles Sanders, a thousand, one, uh, good lord, 1,110 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. Can you repeat that? 1,110 rushing yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. How many receiving yards does he have? Because, like, to vamp. Because, like, Aaron Jones has um, 937 rushing yards, but has 360 um, receiving yards. So he has 12, oh. almost 1,300 uh, total yards. Yeah, 19, 19 catches for 72 yards. Right. So, like, and he has 11 rushing touchdowns, you said? Yes. Okay, then Jones has seven total touchdowns. So, like, I can see the difference, right? Like, I can, I can see where Miles Sanders, I guess, would be it. I just don't think he's better than Aaron Jones. But, again, it's fan voting. Eagles are having the best record in football. So on, so forth. Tony Pollard for context: 177 carries, 969 yards, nine touchdowns, 33 catches for 310 yards and three touchdowns. I can see him over Aaron Jones stat-wise, I guess. Which, like again, is more of a indictment on the Packers' offensive play calling and taking Jones out of games to not boost those stats up. But I just think Aaron Jones in the games where he's been good has been great. Yeah, and. I don't know. So, I guess my tangent isn't so 
deserved now. It's definitely it's definitely more. But I'm a little annoyed that Jair got are, starting over Aaron Jones. Yeah, both are. It's a valid case to be made, right. but it's also a frustrating one because it's like, yeah, if he had been used more, a lot of things would be different this Packers season. Right. Exactly. Um. Let's hop into. Let's see if anything else on the Pro Bowl. I don't have anything else on the Pro Bowl. No. Yeah. Not at all. Probably gave it too much time to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop into the uh, to the preview of the Dolphins game this week. Um, like we've been mentioning for the last couple of weeks, Packers need to win out to get to the playoffs. They got to go. They got to to bring back the old 2016 adage. They got to run the table. I forget what the what it, what it is this year. I, I think we're still alive, is what Rogers said, or something like that. We got a shot, or whatever his dumb, stupid condescending that modern day philosopher yeah. i think we're still alive <laughs> whatever mathematically alive right best type of lie right that's um they gotta win <laughs> and luckily for them this week uh their injury their injury report is not that long um they did a walkthrough on wednesday so take that with a bit of context and that some of these players may have practiced but didn't walk through because it's a walkthrough um Bakhtiari was a DMP. He's still out with his appendectomy. Uh, Chris Barnes has a hand injury. He was a full participant. AJ Dillon, it was in concussion protocol. He was a full participant. He was cleared um, during the game on Monday, so no worries there. Rudy Ford was limited with a wrist and knee injury. Elton Jenkins was a DMP with his knee. I would assume that he's just the same old, same old with that. Um, Aaron Jones on the injury report with a knee injury, limited there. Keyshawn Nixon, um, limited in participation with a groin. He might have had, I guess, never mind, I won't go there. <laughs> From running, the, running all those kicks back. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers has a right thumb and rib injury, obviously, and was a full participant, which I don't know why I said his name. He has no more excuses, according to him, <laughs> for those injuries because then they're all healed up. Aaron so. Rodgers, fully healthy for the injury report. No more excuses. That's, That's right. Exactly. Um, the, the Dolphins, on the other hand, are quite hurt. Quite hurt. They got a lengthy injury report, so please stick with me as we as we go through here. Uh, their tackle, Teron Armstead, he was one of the uh, pro bowlers for the, for the Dolphins. A toe, peck, and knee injury. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was a, was a full participant, but that doesn't matter with a knee injury. Um, their cornerback, Elijah Campbell, had a concussion. He is a, was a full participant. One of their backup receivers, River uh, Craycraft, will go. Calf injury, uh, DMP. Keon Crossan, DB, knee injury limited. Eric Fisher, they recently signed him to the team yes. after they put one of their... Uh, one of their offensive linemen on IR, Eric Fisher, I think former number one overall pick or number yes, two. Was from the, the Chiefs. One for the Chiefs, right? Yep. Um, he's just out there chilling. So he was limited in participation and <laughs> practice. Um, he was, uh, he was on that River Craft. Um, he's he was fishing. Eric Fisher was fishing with River uh, Craft. <laughs> <laughs> Javon Holland, safety neck, uh, of the DMP. Melvin Ingram, um. He had vet rest, so no, no worries about him. So did Raheem Mostert. He had vet rest. Um, cornerback, Cater Kohu, full participant. That, that might be it. I was waiting for that tripwire to get you. It, it got me. <laughs> I was Indiana Jonesing with the the bag and the, the bag and the and the relic. Um, he, he was a full participant. Uh, Jalen Phillips, linebacker, toe. He was limited. Duke Riley, linebacker, ribs limited. Eric Rowe, safety, hamstring limited. Uh, Durham Smythe, third tight end, quad limited. And Jeff Wilson, running back, hip limited. So, um, the big thing. Well, <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite of you reading the injury dis- or designations was Javon Holland, safety neck. <laughs> It just it's just hearing the word safety neck like yeah. back and forth it's like oh there's something really wrong with it. At some point I need to just like just list them like go 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 otherwise I get tripped off of my words and that's just <laughs> I just had to go through it. Um so I'm gonna go right in from the injury report to like the preview of the game. Yeah. And we'll talk about like we usually do this 
talk about like the Packers offense in tandem with the Dolphins defense. So we'll start with the Packers offense and I think the biggest thing that they need to do is keep their offensive attack balanced. We talked talk, talk about it on Monday, but when they have this this balanced attack with like Aaron Jones getting consistent carries, AJ Dillon getting consistent carries, targeting multiple receivers and getting like Bobby Tunyon involved for a throw or two, it really works out for them because when they're healthy like this, they have good dynamic players like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs were doing very well together on Sunday. Um, Rob Dabowski tweeted, I think this was on Monday, or no, it was yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, Romeo Dobbs played 23 snaps in his return last night, or on Monday. And, <clears throat> excuse me. 13 of them were with Christian Watson, also on the field. Previously during the year, they had totaled just 52 snaps together for the season. On Monday, when they were both on the field together, Rodgers went 7 for 7 with one sack on those 13 plays eight of which went for first downs. So, like, clearly that is a winning recipe for the Packers. Like, that's something they should definitely key in on during this game. Yes. Um, yeah, just put out your best players. Just yeah. f- find a way. It <laughs> sounds very simple, but sometimes it has been harder for the Packers than, uh, especially this year, more than any um, but I know there were some missed opportunities from Monday night's game. The offense emerging, obviously, as we've talked about with Watson ascending and now getting Romeo Dobbs back. Mm-hmm. That will help just having, a, you know, diverse, diversifying your options and not just putting as much as we want to see Aaron Jones, just, you know, tote that rock. Um, it's helped that AJ Dillon's kind of like finally catching on now. Um, Finding his groove. Yeah. And it's, it's stuff like that, that I just think the offense is in a lot better place where it's like, it doesn't feel last week was more of an anomaly in the last few weeks than it had been previously. If that makes sense. Right. Where it's like, we know the talent that is emerging on you know, within their wide receiver room. Um, Aaron Jones is always going to be Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers, even as he says, no more excuses and don't read more into my hands, singles. It's a nothing burger. So dumb. Um, He has played better. He's giving me a reason to be like, okay, keep playing. And then if you lose, play Jordan Love. Um, (laughs) But still, like, I don't know. It is... It's much easier said than done. Right. And as much as we kind of think of this Dolphins team as really finding it offensively, it's hard to really determine what they are defensively, especially in this in this slide. Right. Because a big part of their slide is that they're down a lot of their starting secondary. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, hurt for the Dolphins on IR or just out for now as Brandon Jones, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Trill Williams, and Eric Rowe. So just looking at their death chart on ESPN's like death chart uh, site, that's three of, uh, I'm sorry, four of those five names are in the secondary. Yeah. And I got to, I forget what the other one was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, all five are, we're in the secondary. So that's incredible. Trey Flowers, one of their linebackers is also on IR. Um, Emmanuel Ogba, one of their edge rushers is also on IR like this. This defense has just been decimated by injuries, which I think is in large part why they've been sliding. Because if you look at their um, their schedule, like they've been scoring points. They scored in this three-game slide 17, 17, and 30, and 29. Like 17 points isn't going to win you games, but it's definitely like points. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. Like you're getting you're you're moving the ball. Um it's just it's just tough with that when you can't stop their team because in those losses they've um allowed 33 points to the Niners, 23 to the Chargers and 32 to the Bills. And during yeah. a Bills game that was impacted by weather too. So it's just I mean, it's been to that to that point though. It's always it has been kind of in their previous games too. Like they barely beat the Ravens 42-38 week 2. Uh 40 I wouldn't say they I guess it it was a barely beat the Ravens because I I watched that game and the Dolphins were down like 30. Oh, that was that crazy comeback game. 38 to like 17 or something or 14 or something in like the fourth quarter. The Lions game though, they 31-27 like the Bears they won 35-32. Right. It's like obviously symptom of losing talented defensive players right um at key positions right but also with that you're more susceptible and even like i had to be reminded that they made that huge trade for bradley chubb yeah and like that was a really big trade they gave him the big extension too yeah right away yep and i have a i have one of my best friends uh shout out my buddy aaron is a diehard miami dolphins fan living in the heart of Green Bay grew up a stone's throw from the field from Lambeau Field. Um, I asked him about it throughout the week, so I was just kind of curious about Bradley Chubb, and he said that he's been exciting, but hasn't lived up to like the hundred million dollar price tag he earned with the extension. Which, like, I kind of understand. I'm looking at um his stats for his time coming from um or coming into Miami. So he's been there now for six games. In those six games, he has three sacks. One in, one in, like each each game was one. Um, but then two pressures in his first game: four, four, two, six against the Chargers, and then three against the the Bills. So he's been fine, other than like, um, other than his sacks, he's only had four tackles, like. As a as a player, which is just so weird for like a, a player of his caliber, like he should be getting more involved in tackling. Maybe, maybe they're running away from him or just scheming offense to go away from him, which makes sense. He's a great player, but great players find ways to get involved, and yeah. defensive coordinators scheme great players to get them more involved if they're not getting involved. So, I can definitely see the the sentiment that maybe, um. Maybe has lived up to it so far, but they could just be getting used to the scheme right now too. Yeah, that's very true. But Xavier Howard's still there. Xavier Howard uh, confirmed good, uh, good cornerback. <laughs> 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 Listen, man, I, I got the analysis. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, and Christian Wilkins too. He's <sighs> mm-hmm. big, big man, big man. That Christian Wilkins having a, having a good year. So. That all being said, to go with the balance attack, to go with this Dolphins even being depleted, this is, for all intents and purposes, a pretty good opportunity for 
the rookie receivers to kind of have a show out day. Mm-hmm. Like we keep saying that the opportunity is there during these games. Like we've said this a few times now about these games, like the Bears and the Rams games. Like if we played a couple of not great teams the past couple of weeks and expected bigger performances. And they haven't really been there. Like the Rams game, the offense moved and then it started not moving when they had short fields. But um, yeah, I just think it's the opportunity is definitely there this week to really beat up on this. Um, this just overall depleted secondary. Yeah, I mean, they. This is one of my games that I circled, I think, probably the first pod that we did. Mm hmm. And as I saw the Dolphins getting better and better, I'm like, well, that's it's an automatic loss. (laughs) My feelings, as we'll probably get into later, have not really changed, but they are catching them at a very interesting time. Obviously, Dolphins want to end their streak, right? But their defense, yeah, it's this is if they if the if they can't take advantage of what's in front of them with the Dolphins secondary that is depleted and conditions are going to be way more, you know, fruitful for them to play in rather right. than if they were playing this game in Lambo this right. weekend. Um, well, maybe like two things. One, the country is supposed to get all of the cold all everywhere Two, Packers do not play well in Florida. <laughs> that is a good point. I've yeah, long held this opinion. Yeah, that is a good point. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like it's it should start, be warmer. Even though they start Mr. Florida man himself at quarterback. <laughs> um <laughs> you would think. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I I'm bullish on what this could mean, and obviously I would like to see a lot more snaps between Dobbs and Watson, but mm-hmm. looks like it could rain on Sunday too. 56 yeah. is the high. 56 is the high. Interesting. I told you the entire country is supposed to be really get cold, getting cold. <laughs> maybe that's more fruitful. I don't know. Maybe that's more advantageous. Who knows? Worth noting, looking at the Dolphins' schedule, I'm not... Like, they're good. That That's without a doubt. They're good. Like they, They're better than... They're slipping on the, the right. playoff race, though. They are. And their wins haven't come against the most convincing of teams. They beat the Patriots at home, had the Wild come back against the Ravens, beat the Bills at home, but then lost to them in Buffalo. So, like, that's just division stuff. Like, you can expect that. Lost to Cincinnati, New York, and Minnesota, all teams that are either in the playoffs or in the hunt. Then beat Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, and Houston. Like, the only semi-impressive one there is Detroit at the moment. At the moment. Yeah. I think that was the, their last loss, Detroit's, if not mistaken. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Or something like that. I think they're like five of the last six, which would not quite work out, but it's pretty close to it. But then they lost against San Fran, LA, or the, the Chargers, and Buffalo. So, like. Plus one point differential in the year two. Right. Like, I think that's a great way to, to distinguish, like, great teams from good teams mm-hmm. is, like, are you winning close? Or are you getting beat up a bunch and stuff like that? Like to take to go to the other extreme, the Eagles have a plus 143 differential. Like that's good. The Cowboys at 10 and 4 have a plus 125. Um, the Niners have a 128. The Bills have a plus 135. The Bengals have 81. Like it's yeah. There's there's levels to this, right? Like even yeah. the even the Vikings, which have like questionable. Uh, expectations are plus two. The Lions have a higher point differential than the Lions, than the Vikings do. That plus five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy, right? But yeah, so, it, that that shows to like yeah, the Dolphins can win any game if their offense keeps them in it. It's their defense that has been yep. dragging them down. Exactly. So it'll be a good opportunity. Again. I, I said it five minutes ago. I said it in the Rams preview. I said it in the Bears preview. A really good opportunity for this team to score 30 plus and just mm-hmm. be in a, um, in a horse race with, with, uh, with the Dolphins, which I really think is the kind of the game it's going to be. Like that I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll mention that in my score prediction, but 
yeah, I think it'll be a show up. Now, how do you feel about the Packers defense going up against the Dolphins offense? <sighs> oh, Jordan. The book is out on how to defend Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, and Tua Tungvaloa. It's get up in their face, like get up in Tyreek and Jalen Waddle's face and press them, like get them off their run and then just try to keep up. Because it really miss, or it messed up the timing for Tua throwing his balls to, to Tyreek down the field on, on just streak routes and same thing with Jalen. Like it, it just messes up Tua's timing. And I don't think they're going to do it. I just don't think Joe Barry is capable of watching a game plan that has been established by another team and had success with the other team. Like that's why a big reason why they're not scoring a lot of points is because they're pressing Tyreek and Jalen at the line, getting the timing off and not getting them open downfield. And if I if on the first like drive, I see Jair further than one yard across from Jalen Waller, Tyreek Hill, I'm gonna lose my lose my stuff. Like <laughs> it's I'll be tweeting. I'll have Twitter fingers. Take your outrage on it. Yeah, I mean, as you said, I think you even said this in the Discord the other day, but I uh, may have reacted to it or not. Join the Discord, by the way. Jeez, oh, Discord. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, I think you said the book is out on how to defend the Dolphins. It's whether Joe Barry read the fucking book. Right. Sorry for making this an explicit uh, podcast. But it's it fine. Was worth, it was worth the uh, emphasis. Yeah, that is that is the key. I mean, Joe Barry has gone up against Tyreek Hill as a Packers defensive coordinator when he was with the Chiefs, and his quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What was the game? What was the score of that game? 13-6? Of what game? When the Packers played the Chiefs last year. With Jordan Love? It was, I think it was like, well, like 13-6 or something, was it? 13-6? Yeah. Tyreek Hill played that game. I should have probably looked this up before. We... <laughs> if I was a professional podcaster. Um, but it's just the... <laughs> it is just the amount of speed that the, the Dolphins have between Hill, Waddle, even throw in... Who's their... Um, what's his name? Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. Or, but their, and... slot guy, their slot guy is like... Oh, kind of in... um, not Sherfield. Is it Sherfield? Sherfield, yes. Yeah. 13-7, by okay. the way, last year. Another 13-7, okay. Um, Sherfield, another, I believe he was on the 49ers, and McDaniel knows him. I mean, if there's anybody that played for the 49ers over the last few years and is not on the 49ers currently, chances are he's on the Dolphins because that is Mike McDaniel. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's – yeah, it's – I – I would feel so much better about this game if it did not come down to how the Packers operate defensively against a Dolphins offense that, you know, even with low, you know, scoring totals over the last couple of weeks, uh, last week notwithstanding in Buffalo, when you think it would be decimated. Right. Um, this team is just, it's, they have figured it out on that end of the or on that side of the ball very quickly. Um, and yeah, it's just, it is honestly terrifying how much I, I think that they could just run wild on the Packers. <laughs> yeah, the I think it was Zach Cruz, Zach Cruz, Todd said after the win on Monday. How can you be excited about a Packers win against the Rams when Mike McDaniel and Raheem Mostert are waiting for you next week? Which, famously, if you didn't know, is the combo that ran all over the 2019 Packers in the championship game in, in San Francisco. Like, 200-yard-plus night from Raheem Mostert, like, two, three touchdowns. Like, just demolished. So, I think... There might be two players to watch from from this from this host uh, this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> like really just making like if there's one week we really need to tighten up all facets of the defense, it's this week because yeah, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are a great running back by committee. Um, just a great duo, kind of similar to AJ Don AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, like. Not similar like style, but just similar in that 
if you take one out, one's going in and they can probably hurt you. Yeah. And same thing with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, you're not going to do well to stop Tyreek Hill. Like, Tyreek Hill is coming very, very close to becoming the first ever 2,000 yard wide receiver um, in NFL history. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I'm, he's at 1,500. Well, he's going to break the record on Sunday. Yeah. He's at, um, <laughs> he's at 1,529, which is absolutely insane. Um, projected to get to 1857. So that's just a little over a hundred uh, yards per game. Like I think he could definitely have a significantly more than a hundred yards against this Packers defense. And he missed time yeah. too, didn't he? He did. He, uh, I'm looking at the games. Do 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 do. Why can't I find it? I don't know why I can't find it. Um, no, he did play all the games. Oh, yeah, he I played he all of them. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah, he played all of them. So, yeah, if they don't press him, he could just run by Jair. He's the fastest guy, one of the fastest guys in the league. Like, there's nobody on the Packers defense who can keep up with them in stride. So expect a lot of help over the top from the safeties, I hope. Which, at that point, you're not letting up... You're not giving help probably to uh, Jalen Waddle, which is... Then you gotta watch out for him, so... Regardless of it all... Oh, God. (laughs) Um, It'll be... it's It's just really important for the entire defense to have a great showing. Otherwise, I think they just run all over us. Frankly, and it's just yeah. I mean, this is kind of a a pick your poison game, and when Joe Joe Barry has to pick your poison, um, right? Make it poison, right? (laughs) There's no, there's it. Every it's all in the in the Kool Aid Bowl, Um, (laughs) you know, right? Um, For context, the record is held by Kelvin Johnson at 1964 or. 1,964 yards in uh, 2012. And that's a 16-game season, too. Yep. So, uh, Cooper Cup last year had uh, 1,947, which is crazy. Yeah, so... That is crazy. If I'm trying to think... Dolphins play, obviously, the Packers, and then uh, I think they finish out against the Patriots and the Jets, so he could do it, which would be cool. He had a 2,000. But if that probably means he had an absolutely day against the Packers, which I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, that. There's no other defense. There's no win-win here. Left. Yeah, like it's he like, circle the calendar. It is the Packers. But if, it's like giving three yards. If someone, if I were to to pass out on Christmas after eating, after open up all my presents, <laughs> open up all my presents, eat all my good food, have a great time with family. Pass out, wake up Monday morning and goes, Numak, Numak, Tyree Kill had three touchdowns, 250 yards, scoring against as the Packers. I went, I'd shrug my shoulders and be like, yeah, like, what's the, what, do you, what do you wake me up for? <laughs> why is this a bulletin? Right. Why Why is there an APB out on getting me awake to tell me this <laughs> obvious information? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we will see. We will see. I think. That Mike McDaniel is emerging as one of the top like offensive kind of gurus in the NFL, if he hasn't been already. Yeah. Also, just a cool guy. So seemingly from all the press he also, gets on the Twitter and the social medias. Um, there was a good uh, excerpt, I believe, it's an article. Um, Matt Schneidman, Schneidman. Yep. I always butcher. We always go back um, and forth on the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, Talking about his relate Mike McDaniel's relationship with Matt Lafleur, mm-hmm. and that took Kevin Clark of the Ringer back to um, his profile on Matt Lafleur from the summer, and he basically Mike Dale said that uh, he would tr- <laughs> Matt Lafleur is the most trustworthy person he's ever met in his life. That doesn't and surprise me. He credits him for essentially saving his coaching career. Wow, because he had been with the Texans when. LeFleur and my uh Mike Kyle Shanahan were there. And apparently McDaniel was let go after oversleeping multiple head coaching or coaching meetings. He gets bounced down. I think 
oh, I forget the United Football League. It was like a short-lived league. Right. And LeFleur vouched for him a couple years later when they went to Washington. Oh. Like, this guy is a talented guy. We cannot lose. Like, he, McDaniel say, like, LeFleur was not like, uh, he was trying to make a name for himself as an assistant. And he's vouching for someone that could easily overtake his job. Right. You know, do better and all this stuff. And he, yeah, it left a lasting impression on, on these two. Hmm. It's kind of a cool, cool backstory. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, to wrap up the defense thoughts, I got off track. I wanted to make sure I said something. Big week for Kenny Clark and Devondre Campbell. Like, they're yes. clearly the run stoppers in this defense. And when they're on, the run defense has been good. Like, clearly, since, like, Trey's had come back, they've been a little bit better on the run defense. And Kenny Clark last week against the Rams was really good in stopping the run. So, I think that'll be important to to watch as this game progresses. Yeah. Dolphins O-line, too. I mean, you mentioned it. Armstead is dealing with a... Uh, what is it? A, a toe, toe pectoral, and knee. knee or something? Yeah. Yeah. Head, but shoulder, knees, and toes, all that good stuff. Had to go... To, yeah, had to go to the streets to get Eric Fisher... They're, they have problems. I think the Packers' pass rush inconsistent. Yep. Ever since the, losing Gary. To say the least. Um, but has shown flashes. And wreaked havoc on a Rams offensive line that, you know, belongs in the Smithsonian. Um, <laughs> it is truly abominable. But can you can you replicate that same success against a Dolphins O-line that is still pretty shaky and dealing with its own fair share of injuries? That will be huge in trying to bother the Dolphins in any way. Like right. as much as it is about like coverage and all that stuff with Hill, Waddle, stopping the run with Mostert and probably Jeff Wilson, because I don't doubt that both guys will have over hundred yards or whatever the case may be. Right. Um Dolphins like to air it out and having the pass rushers that can really get through and consistently get to the quarterback or just at least pressure to it because that's how you make mistakes. If you want, if you want to get, if you want to get the ball back, you got to force the quarterback to get into mistakes. And right. I, I think that could be had. It's just a matter of, can it be opportunistic enough for the Packers to capitalize? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, according to the New York Times uh, playoff um, projection oh, okay. thing, entering this week, uh, the, like, right, entering this week, the Packers have a nine percent chance to make the playoffs. Well, when are they ever wrong? When are they ever wrong? The illustrious New York <laughs> Times. Um. If they win all of their games, their um their chance to go up to the playoffs or to make the playoffs was up to sixty three percent. If they win all of their games, at which point, over the next few weeks, we are rooting against uh the Commanders and the Lions. So, the Commanders have the the Niners, the Browns, and the Cowboys. Both of those teams have the first two have something to play for. The Cowboys week seventeen most likely won't. Um, and I think we just need to beat the Lions in order to like get them out of that spot if we went out. Yeah. Not mistaken. So, um, yeah, we're we got some we got to root for some uh, some teams we don't really want to root for sometimes the Niners, and uh, I don't think anybody should be rooting for the Browns ever again, but. Regardless of it all, let's get to some score predictions and some players to watch. Do you, would you want to do score or do you want to do players to watch first? Do you want to go first or should, or should I? Let's go players. Do you want to go first or should I? I'll go first. All right. Um, I'll I'll do I'll do Mostert. Mostert. Raheem yeah. Mostert. The guy that ruined my life on January eighteenth, uh, twenty twenty. He gave that was really foreshadowing for the hellish year that twenty twenty would be. Really was. Um, kicked it off quite well. 
Yeah. Well, and the other big significant world event, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> any um, yeah. Any who's what's it? Uh, Rahimos or yes. Kind of always a weird situation. I feel like any 49ers disciple or Kyle Shanahan disciple, I should say more specifically. Um, it's always weird just how they operate their running backs because that isn't like Christian McCaffrey or right. I mean it happens with Aaron Jones too. So um, but they this constant like okay, it's Raheem Oster. Then they made the trade with the Broncos to send Chase Edmonds, who they signed from the offseason, to um to pick up or they traded for Jeff Wilson then as their, you know, as a backup or I guess the second in the one, two punch. Then Jeff Wilson emerges as the top dog. Raheem Mostert is, uh, you know, old news, right? Jeff Wilson gets hurt or something happens. Raheem Mostert is the top dog again. And it's like this constant, just going back and forth, going back and forth when both guys are very talented and we'll, we'll, when they see daylight, they'll go down the field and score a touchdown. So that is um, terrifying to a Packers run defense that yes, had trouble, you know, uh, stuffing Cam Akers. For the most part, yeah. They, they, did, they did an okay job. They did okay by their standards. Yep. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like you said, this is a pick your poison game. Yes, and, it is. Uh, and they can't be picking poison at this point in the, in the season. They'd have to turn down their poison. <laughs> can you, <laughs> sir? I will not, sir. No, I will not. Yeah, I just think with so much attention going to the wire series, I think they're just gonna have a massive catastrophe trying to tackle Raheem Mostert. I think a prediction that isn't a player or a score. I think they let up at least two significant plays downfield, like or big plays. I think they have two big plays of at least forty, fifty yards, just because they yeah are known to do that. Yeah. Um, my players to watch are going Ooh. to be Romeo Dobbs and Tyreek Hill. I think both of those. I just I just picked Romeo Dobbs because he's coming back from injury. Hope he has like another big game. You could put Chris Watts there too, but I'll only pick two. And Tyree Kill, because I think that he's just going to run just all over for the, uh, the Packers yeah, defense. 2,000 yard record. You might break it this game. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> 500 <honestly>. yards receiving. <laughs> Seriously. Two this pl- could be like a Madden game. Oh, God. When you turn on Madden after a bad loss, put, Matt it on, put it on rookie mode. <laughs> yeah. The Packers let up 650 total yards. Yeah. Now the floor is asked the next day. Um, how is your confidence in your defense and your defense corner? You know, some things we just have to reevaluate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, score predictions. I will go first. 42-35 Dolphins. Whoa. I think they lose. 35? 42-35 Dolphins. Would that be the most that the Packers have scored this year? Probably. Including the overtime game against the Cowboys? Uh, yes. Their highest is 33 against the Eagles. Oh, I forgot the other they scored that much. I just think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a high scoring game. For for either side or both. Like one of these teams is going over thirty. And I just don't think the Packers have the the scheme or the coaching discipline to not have this game go terribly for them. Like I just think I still have confidence in Joe Barry putting together a good game plan to stop all the dynamic weapons the Dolphins have. Yeah. Thirty eight twenty four Dolphins. And I honestly think a lot of that is gonna be made up late. Yeah. I think this this Dolphins team is built to Absolutely terrorize the Packers. Um, I, I said 42 35, you said 38 24. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm as much as I, 
I think this is where the train stops. The mathematically alive train. Yep. We have reached our final destination. We have reached our final destination. Please exit the tram slowly <laughs> and carefully. Disney World on your left. Cancun is on your right. Go team. Um, it's actually the other way around if you're playing in Miami, but who cares? <laughs> That's geography talk. Um, all right, folks. A couple promotions to get through before we wrap up here. Um, biggest one is the survey. The GSPN survey is in the Discord. We are really only pushing it here on our podcast because we want our loyal listeners and you guys to really fill it out. And we want to hear what you guys think. We don't need people on Twitter um, coming to hear about it and just mucking up the results. We really only want to hear from our dedicated listeners and our supporters that you guys are. Um, Adam said it pretty beautifully on the Cruising for a Bruising podcast. Go check that out. Um, that most of the time, this is a one-way street. We we always talk to you guys, our, our listeners, and are giving you guys our opinions a lot of things. And we have a very engaged community and that it's active in the Discord and on Twitter that let us know when they want to discuss topics like this. But this is a really great opportunity for us and you guys as, like I said, listeners. Let us know what you want from us um, at GSPN. Like, what ways do you want to see or listen to the podcast? Um, do you, do you want more on YouTube? Do you want more episodes? Do you want different topics that make time for this? Do you want us to cover uh, more in-depth draft cover draft coverage here on uh, Talk of the Tundra this off season? It's really just a a survey to you listeners to see what we can do to enhance your listening experience um, across all pods on the GSPN on to be redundant to, to be redundant the GSPN network. <laughs> um so it's in the discord it's in uh the link at gspn.info that's where all the podcasts are where the survey is where the discord link is go do all that stuff um we'd really appreciate it so fill it out let us know what you think and once again we uh we appreciate all the time your guys's listenership and support for letting us just kind of talk about sports all the time so thank you what Go ahead, Jordan. Jordan's, Jordan's doing the, pra- the praying hands. <laughs> doing the praying hands. I was trying to be an emoji. Sorry, continue. Um, programming notes. The game is on Sunday, which is also Christmas. So we haven't decided what day we're recording yet, but we, for all intents and purposes, will probably not have an episode up Monday night or Monday at all. Um, if I remember during my time with family and such, I'll try to get a tweet up from the, the podcast account about when we plan on dropping the episode uh, recapping the game. But other than that, just everybody, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Thank you. Uh, enjoy time with your family. Just all the great sentiments and soft, mushy stuff that you could possibly think about what I want to say to you listeners is what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> thank you again for your listening, uh, listenership. Enjoy your time with your family. And Jordan, thank you for joining me, buddy. Thank you and happy Johnny Jolla days. <laughs> <laughs>